actually really not that great at like selling myself. It's something that I've never been huh. comfortable doing. But I'll, I like when other people do it. My career is yeah. is music, and music yeah. does speak for itself. Mm -hmm. And when I perform, it speaks for itself. Before we get to our guests, you know what time it is. It's Aaron and Out, where I'm going to talk about the things that have inspired me or just piqued my interest. Today, I want to talk about actually a conversation I had with my friends surrounding spirituality and how so much of it can influence you, can influence your work. The reason why I brought it up is because I was talking about my family. My great-grandmother is from the Taino tribe in Puerto Rico, and I've learned a lot about my spirituality, not only from my Native American side, but also from, you know, the side that that of my family that's Christian and how I kind of took certain elements from both sides to really use it as a guiding force for myself. There's so many different energies and obstacles. The concept of groundness, which is a which is a very big philosophy in spirituality, as well as when it comes to Native Americans and being one with nature, is something that's so crucial in keeping me grounded in my career. And I, I wish I could show you guys closer. Like for example, I'm wearing a Ronadite uh, necklace over here and this is supposed to help to protect your heart chakra your heart energy being one with the now and the present speaking of being with the now and the present i presently have my guest right next to me and we're going to talk a little bit more about the spirituality later in the conversation but first i gotta welcome her moxie how's it going I'm good how are you i'm good i'm good i'm really excited for this conversation because we were talking about spirituality but we had like a massive amount of conversation before this, but, um, you know, prior, before we get into it, I, I want to first start off by letting you tell everyone who you are, what you do, beyond just my basic introduction. Um, my name is Moxie. I am a singer and songwriter, artist, creative person. Um, yes, that's all I do. <laughs> oh, that's all you do? Okay, hold a on. A lover, a sister. You gotta, you, know? you gotta talk, talk your ish. Drop, drop your accolades. Let them know who you are. Um, I, I usually, I usually just let like the music do that. I'm actually really not that great at like selling myself. It's something that I've never huh. been comfortable doing. But I'll, I like when other people do it. <laughs> I, I am a Leo Moon, so you know that I. Oh, okay. I like to get my accolades. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, this is an interesting part I want to start with. You mentioned about how you're you're kind of a shy in terms of letting people know who you are and your accolades and stuff like that. And the one thing I've encountered, it's it's kind of like a weird balance where, yes, it's important to be humble, but also you kind of have to sometimes talk your ish and show who you are because... Unfortunately, entertainment, it's like if you, if they don't see your accolades, if they don't see what you do, some people treat you like you're nobody, but it, yeah, it, it's and, difficult. But that, like, that, helps, you? that helps me know what kind of people I'm around. That's very true. Because people who treat me a certain way, those are the people that usually get to know me. Yeah. And people that treat me a different way, they just won't get to know. And, th and then they'll see me doing something and they'll be like, oh, shoot, I should have been nice to her. Yeah. <laughs> but how's that, how's, how's that work in, in your, your career? Because you kind of have to be... Well, the good thing about my career is, yeah. is music. And music yeah. does speak for itself. Mm. And when I perform, it speaks for itself. And when I make a video, it speaks for itself. So a lot of it is not me speaking, it's me singing. That's the important part. And so I just, I, fo I try to focus on that. There have been times where I've, where I've tried to do it a different way. Um, 
but like i i'm very big believer in like you know it's very important what we say after the words i am mm. you know and it's very important to like your inner world is just a projection your mind is just a projector yeah for your outside experience in your outside world so i do think I do like to think highly of myself. I do try to knock out negative thoughts out of my mind, and I encourage everyone around me. Like, if I hear a friend being like, I'm like, don't, you're not allowed to speak like that around me. Yeah. Like, don't don't say that about yourself. Like, you're just creating it. Like, if you don't, if you knock out that belief out of your brain, no one else will think it. We are the ones that create. Like, negative thoughts we have about ourselves allows other people to think negative about us. And so, like, I'm just a big believer in that. Like, yeah. And it's, it's, I mean, we're human. We're all going to have those thoughts and there's always going to be someone that has something to say, but like, that's part of the evolution journey of like being human. Like you just have to, I, I call it like cleaning my brain all the time. I'm always just like cleaning my brain. I'm like, Oh, where did that thought come from? Like I got to clean <laughs> yeah. that out. And I don't even like to think negative thoughts about other people. Wait, but so that's interesting because mm -hmm. songwriting and music, it, there's a level of vulnerability to it. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and sometimes I wouldn't say you, ne you put your negativity into your lyrics, but the mm -hmm. vulnerability that's associated with that negativity you do put into your music. So how mm -hmm. do you find that balance when you're songwriting? I used to I used to have more like girl talk with my girlfriends where mm -hmm. I would call and be like, oh, can you believe this guy? Da, 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 da. And I stopped doing that completely the past year. And I every time I wanted to say something, I would sing it onto the mic. And mm. I would I wouldn't have those conversations with my mom or my girlfriends or anybody. I just kind of yeah. stopped having those kind of like conversations. If yeah. I was talking to my girlfriends, we talk about like you know creating something, building something or whatever, or I'd listen to them. But like, I I decided that like when I speak like that, it's like for the creativity and it's like for to connect with people and to like show my vulnerability and 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 put it all into that. But when I'm not creating, I really don't sulk in those yeah. feelings. So it's like I get it out and then it's done. Yeah, and, and I guess, like, that is a mark of evolution for yourself. You mm -hmm. just show that you – something that you did before, and then you transition into uh, projecting it into a manner that for you, I would say, correct me if I'm wrong, is probably feels like more like a healthier outlet way of doing it Absolutely. because you're evolving as a person. And, and I would love to talk more about you evolving as a person, but before we get there, I want to set the framework of, like, how did you start – who was Moxie in the beginning? Mm, I was just like a, a little girl. Um, I'm from a like Italian, Sicilian, very loud, <laughs> um, rambunctious, chaotic, big family. Um, we have restaurants and everything is about entertainment and food and life and party and I and music. And yeah. so my dad, um, he's just an entertainer. Like, he doesn't, he can sing a little bit, but we would just have music on in the house, you know, 24-7. Like, he would leave the house and leave music on so that when we walked in, it was playing because our house just was, like, full of music. And he would sit every night and tell me about, he knew, like, what years the records came out and wow. who produced it and who was working with who. And I don't even know how he knew all these things, but, like, he would just tell me, like, you know, it's Teddy Pendergrass song, and then he did this, and then, da -da -da, and then The Temptations, and then Al Green, and then, and so it just... It just became something I became obsessed with, and then, and then, he, and then he was very, 
you know, disappointed to know I want to be one of those people now. He's like, wait, 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 wait. No. Just enjoy it, but don't be it. it. It's like, you got to go to college. You got to, you know, work at the cheese shop and you come work at the restaurant. And wait, so you guys have like a family restaurant. Yes. I feel like, is that just like, is that like an Italian thing? I, I, it's always like some are, restaurant, are, right? Alo, are, right? Yeah, yeah. We are like a stereotype, like to the T. And, and I just... I, I was just like, no, I'm going to be a mm-hmm. singer. You taught me all about music and how amazing. And he's like, oh, what did I do? <laughs> you know, like, I'm going to be a singer. I, I need to move to New York. And at 13, I moved to New York and lived with my sister to go to performing arts school. I got into this school that I applied without them knowing because I was like, I need to get out of I need to get out of this small town yeah. because everyone in my school was very, like, sports-oriented, and I'd be, like, in the outfield mm-hmm. doing cartwheels. and That's New Jersey for you. Had no friends, like, none. And and I was just like, I need to go to New York City because I could see it from, yeah. you know, the beach. There's New York. It's right there. I just got to go. And <laughs> so I did. And I lived with my sister, and since I was 13, I've been in New York, and then I moved to L.A. when I got my first record deal with Capitol. Congrats to that. Yeah. Congrats to your first, entire career. First, but that was, yeah. Yeah, congrats <laughs> to your, no, it's, I, I think, like, it, it's it's one of those accolade moments where you're just like, I don't really like to say it, but, like, mm-hmm. not many people can say that they've gotten See, it comes a deal. Out naturally. You know, it comes out naturally. It comes out naturally. I can't just be like, so. <laughs> so, you know that deal I had, yeah. you know? I, no, I think that's great. And around that time when you started to get into music, how has your, when, like, what was the style of your music then, and how has it transitioned into now? So I I always had, like, a natural style to my music that, like, things I would write in my room, and, um, but I, I used to be more meek and, like, um, not very, like, when I would walk into these meetings at these labels, I would kind of be like, okay, well, you guys want to sell me like this, so I'm going to try, mm-hmm. you know, and, like, do it. And But I – I mean, to be honest, like, I wasn't even that open-minded. Like, I would just end up doing it their way because they would have control. But mm-hmm. I would, I would like – I remember, like, they would send me a song and I'd get in the booth and I'd open my mouth to sing the first line and nothing would come out. I'd be like, oh, wow. Like, I refuse – like, I would refuse. And then they'd be like, she went to the studio. She won't sing it. Because I just didn't feel it. Yeah. And it felt like such a betrayal to, like, my energy. And um, so I dealt with that a lot. But then there was definitely some songs that came out that I was, like, coerced into. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm grateful for it all. It helped me, like, become a more um, – like, I, I realized – my mentor once told me, what you allow, you do. Mm. And so I, I realized that, like, what I was allowing, I was just doing. And, like – the only person that they're going to look to, you put out this song. You. Yeah. And you have to stand on it. And so that's um, that was, that's been my journey as, like, a, a woman, becoming a woman. And, and I, I'm a late bloomer. And so I mm-hmm. think that, like, a lot of that, like, strength came from, like, going against betraying myself so many times. Yeah. So I love the part where you said you allowed it to happen. And I think that accountability is something I feel like we need to talk more about when it comes to entertainment and creators because granted are there things that happen to us yes but I would say at least I mean this percentage could be different but at least 50% of the stuff that we're like oh this happened to us are things that we allowed Mm -hmm. to happen to us Mm -hmm. and that we need to take 
more control of those things. I always, I always tell creators, you are the CEO of your business. You're the CEO of yourself. You have to take control of these things or else pe someone else is going to take control. And you, mm -hmm. after that point, you can't complain because most of the times you have power of that mm -hmm. and you allowed it to happen. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's something that's part of like that evolution and spiritual journey where like you were saying, you you were growing up and you realize the power that you have as a creator, the power that you have over your your own destiny, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so when did that start to happen for you? It it was happening, but I think I I I feel like I've hit like two very two moments in my life where I would consider like lowest points. Yeah. So my first one. Um, I had finished the Bieber tour. I was leaving Def Jam. I was just moved back to with, with in with my parents for a little bit. Like I was just, it was just low. And I had this, I, that's when I came up with my character Carbon, my animated okay. character, whole superhero thing. And when I, when I kind of started to channel her, it was kind of like a one night, like huge, epiphany moment just of creation and I and I was just like it, it, it happened like it sucks that it has to happen at those low points but it's like when you have almost like nothing to lose I'm just like oh I'm going full speed ahead carbon would never allow herself to betray her energy or her intuition or you know there's 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 a difference between like being open because when you're open you can feel when it feels good or even if it's if it's hard okay yeah. that's one thing but when it feels like a betrayal against what you're doing you can't allow that and 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 just from that moment forward like creating her helped me because i you know those braces that are like what would jesus do yeah <laughs> yes. i used to just be like what would carbon do what would okay. carbon do in my head all the time because i had this such a strong image of her and she was like who i was like running towards and and i don't know something about that just night like once that hit for me it was just done just kind of one of those moments where it was just done. I was like, I will never, there's no point. Yeah. I've already been on stage at Madison Square Garden or been on a seven month tour and like felt what it felt, feels like to have the success and money in my bank account and this and that. And it brought no happiness at times because I wasn't, wasn't being myself. So mm. I'm like, oh, there's no point. Money means nothing. Success means nothing. Fame means nothing. If, I, if I'm betraying myself, none of this means anything. And that was part of your growth journey. Mm -hmm. But you also had some dark times and hard times. You were dealing with health issues. Mm -hmm. You had a, a breakup. And, mm -hmm. you know, as, as we continue on our journeys as talent, as creators, there's definitely many times we get knocked down. I think, I think there's a misconception where people think, oh, it's just one time, one failure, one knockdown. No, you get knocked down many times. You got to get back, back up many times. And so you get knocked down every day. I know. Some <laughs> days I'm like, well, it's like a love hate, like, oh God, yeah. I love it. But geez, yeah. why? Right? Yeah. So, you know, I would love for you to walk us through those, that, those hard periods, um, and how you were able to come out stronger from that. Well, so my second, you brought up my second darkest time um, was when I was sick with COVID and I was in and out of the hospital and I was going through a really hard breakup at the time. And um, I, that's when, so the first time I, I had my breakdown, I found carbon. And the second time is when I feel like I really found God mm. deeper. And for some reason, um, like I said, I like to keep my circle small, but for some reason, like during that time, it felt like nobody was there for me because not because they weren't being good friends or good people in my life. They just, it was just like the timing of it. Everyone had their own thing going on and I was sick and, and like 
I think God wanted me to be alone and realize that with nobody besides me and God, I will get better. No boyfriend, no manager, no this, no that. Da, 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 da. It's just me. And and that that became my superpower after being sick because I was just like, everyone could leave me. Everyone could leave me. It's in me. Mm-hmm. I It's just, it's right here. Like, everyone could leave. I could have nothing. I could have no money, no blah, 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 blah. Whatever it is, I have the power. Like, it's always going to come back to me. It, be, it's, it became like a magnetism. And, like, that came from, like, literally almost dying. Because mm-hmm. when you're, like, when you feel like you're going to die, like, I felt like I was going to die for, like, two months out of those three months, you know? And you just... You just realize, like, I don't know. How precious life is. How precious it is and, like, how... I don't even know how to put it into words. Just, like, it's on you. I don't know. It's on you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so, you know, even though... I mean, I've I've had a near-death experience when I was younger. Mm -hmm. And then also my mom deals with a lot of health issues. She's in and out in the hospital. I think... She just got out of the hospital today, so I got to, uh, yeah. And it, it definitely changes your perspective. And um, the one thing that she told me, right, like I have my, like same as you, like I, I've, through that experience, I definitely have built my spirituality, whether it's my spirituality, my relationship with God, whether it is my relationship with nature. And then also the one thing that my mom always instilled in me is going back to kind of what you're saying about the the love and the foundation that you want around you, it starts with you first. Absolutely. And you, if you want love and the right healthy love, you got to have that for yourself. If you want to have positivity and, 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 and all these other kinds of intangibles, you got to have that within yourself because the internal energy that's within yourself is the energy that's manifested, manifested outside. Mm -hmm. And, so that was something that I had to learn. And I think I didn't quite grasp it until maybe I was 27. Mm-hmm. And, I, and for some reason, I don't know what it was, but when I was 27, it just something clicked. And I was like, I need to start this self journey. Like mm-hmm. I, I can't keep, keep going this way that I'm going right now. And that's when I started therapy. I started meditation. I, I started developing a further relationship with God. I, I've been much more spiritual getting into, you know, the nature with the crystals mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And, you know, I've, I feel like that journey and what I went through, everything's starting to manifest from it. Mm-hmm. Even like, I, I even believe that like the manifestation of you being here and the mm-hmm. energy that you're giving off, mm-hmm. it's, it's like the law of attraction. Oh yeah. We're like on the same path. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. It, it all starts with you. Like you, what kind of friend are you? How do you love? What kind of thoughts do you have? What do you give? How do you spend your day? Like all of that is you're just you're just becoming a magnet for those things. Yeah, but then part of it too is this is the hard part is like when you're growing and you're starting to manifest these things internally and externally, it not everyone is going to be there for the ride Mm-mm. because not everyone is going to connect with you or vibrate with you on on the same frequency. Mm -hmm. And sometimes those are people that are close to you, Mm -hmm. that sometimes it's people on your own team, Mm -hmm. um, even people in relationships. And and it's like, and then you have to make that decision where it's like, I love you, I care about you, but at this current time, 
your energy and your vibration is just not working Mm-mm. with me and it's not matching with me. Mm-mm. And I've been struggling with that. That's where unconditional love comes in. Yeah. Like, and if they don't unconditionally love you, then that is definitely a reason to walk away. But I think it's hard for some people, though. Absolutely, it's hard. But that's not on you. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I know. Oh, trust me. I'm very, like, boundaries, ground. Yeah. Like, because I've had to have that conversation with a, a friend. And, I, and I'm sorry, this kind of, like, triggered something for me mm-hmm. where I had to have conversations with friends where, you know, I, I, I feel like because of my growth, I'm much more self-aware. And I feel like I'm a very ca- accountable person. But I've had to start telling people, I, you know, I love you. And if there's things that I did that impact you, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to carry the weight and energy and baggage that you have. That is yours to carry and yours alone. And I've had to do that. It's caused a lot of conflicts and conversations and loss of friends off of these things. Mm -hmm. I mean, have, did you ever have to go through that? Yes. Yes. I still go through that. Mm. Like, yeah, um, and it's so hard because you love these people, yeah. um, but you can't. And, like, I always think that when you do that, when you carry, like, one, two, three, four people's whatever baggage because you're, like, the friend that's on this journey or whatever and you're trying to uplift and, you yeah. know, whatever, you're actually just weighing yourself down and then you're doing a disservice to God and your purpose. Mm. So I'm like, okay, I don't follow people. I follow God. So if... If I can't do what I'm supposed to do, then I'm just betraying my purpose. Like, and, and like you said, it's not my responsibility. Even though I would love to, maybe I can help way more people. If I am being weighed down by too many people and I'm thinking, oh, I want to help them. If I pursue my purpose, I can help way more people. And that's what I think about. I'm like, okay, you might hate me now, but I'm going to help a million people instead of helping four. Mm. And, and, and everyone has the power to help a million people if we just follow our purpose, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's, like, it's hard, but I I don't, I don't like when – I take so much account, accountability for myself. Like, I know that everything is on me. Everything that I do, even if someone's mean to me at the grocery store, I don't be like, oh, that woman was a whatever. I think, who was I – who did I speak to like that in the past week? Because if that's coming back to me, I must have done mm. it. So if, if people aren't taking accountability like that, it's like, oh, my friend always thinks negative thoughts and then negative things happen to her. I'm like, well, stop. It's like I can't, I can be blue in the face telling you not to think negative thoughts, but if you don't do it yourself, like, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. 